Hello and welcome to YHTV's Magical Medical Tour. This is episode 50. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Christina Suzuma, and with me is our wonderful medical guide, Dr. Glenn Woolman. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Magical Medical Tour. I'm Dr. Glenn Woolman, and I will be your host along with Christina today as we travel through the healthcare galaxy searching for optimal health. And how's your search going, Christina? It keeps going and going and going. That optimal health deal, <laughs> Glenn, I don't know. It's like, I'm, it's, I'm it takes a lifetime. It does. But it's, it's uh, you know, the good thing is it, it fits in with so many philosophies of, you know, be in the moment. Absolutely. The optimal health thing is just in the moment. Mm-hmm. So we are in the moment together. That's right. Ah. This is our 50th show. Say again, it's our 50th show. Isn't that great? Yeah, you know, the, the thing that makes it really great for me is we have these um, sort of uh, processes, columns, or so to speak, of what the show is about that holds the show up, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. showing the heart and soul of our practitioners and the people that are being healed, uh, giving current credible information from experts and showing lots of uh, different uh, fields that people can go into, into healthcare and all of the variations. Mm-hmm. But the other part, the fourth part of it, is just really starting to come into fruition. And that's the part of compiling enough information on our show so that it can become a 21st century guidebook. And mm-hmm. in fact, uh, you know, now that we have 50 shows, or will have after today, uh, I actually had the opportunity the other day. I was speaking with someone. Uh, you remember last week uh, we were with Dr. Richard Goldman, and mm-hmm. he was a friend since junior high school. And so I heard from uh, another friend since junior high school who was talking about the show and had asked about um, the possibility of doing a show on rheumatoid arthritis. And so at, at that point, you know, my first thought was, great, it's, I'm glad people are calling in with suggestions and uh, or writing in with suggestions for different shows, which we encourage. But I was actually able to say to uh, this person, uh, I'd like you to look at episode number four, you mm-hmm. know, uh, mm-hmm. which was joint venture with Tim Spiegel. And that, he's a rheumatologist, and uh, we did discuss rheumatoid arthritis, which was an issue that she was uh, speaking about. And you and actually I, remembered which episode? Uh, or did you have to look it up? I always have to look it up. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> No, I did not remember. I knew the episode, but I didn't know the number, but I knew that it was very close to the beginning. But the, the point was interesting for me that I was actually able to, as a guidebook, say, yes. go look at this show. And if that show doesn't answer your questions, then let me know and we will uh, have another show. Yeah, bring him back. <laughs> no, or, That's yeah, wonderful. Or have something specific. Yeah, so it was, it was really good to be able to finally uh, meet that, that fourth uh, program that, yes. we, uh, that we strive for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking, speaking of that, I'm... I'm uh, Looking forward to always hearing from guests and people listening uh, and viewers. Can you tell us how they can get in touch with us? Of course. And um, so just to remind everyone, if you are watching online, if you scroll down just a little below the screen itself, you'll see that there's a little comment box there. You can type in your question or comment and uh, click submit. And I will actually be able to read it out to our guest or to Dr. Woolman. And for those of you who might be wanting to ask the question directly yourself, you can call in at 323-476-3672. Again, 323-476-3672. And uh, we will be able to unmute you and allow you to ask the question directly yourself. Um, And during the show, if you're watching online, those numbers will also come up for you um, on the screen. So... At any time, you're more than welcome to call in or submit your question or comment through the online box itself. So thank you, Glenn, for that reminder for everyone as well. 
No, it's good to know that we're we're big time. We have our number rolling under the uh, the screen as we're we're promoting, like I see on all of the big shows. Is that really happening? It is happening. It's it's very exciting. <laughs> we even fantastic. have a title under your name now. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh my gosh, we are, we've hit the top. I guess we needed to prove something by hitting fifty. There you go, <laughs> and still more to grow. So I wonder what's going to happen by the time we hit seventy-five. <laughs> well, we may know today with our special guest because he may teach us things that will help us understand everything about life. Mm. Uh, I'm talking about uh, my good friend and colleague, Chow Pong. He is a scientist. He has his master's in physics. And he is also a martial artist and a master of Tai Chi and a teacher of Tai Chi. He is somebody who has a very interesting history in a, and has come to some wonderful wisdom that I think we will share with people today in terms of uh, his experience in Tai Chi, and we'll try and put that into a healing process so that it fits in well with Magical Medical Tour. So without further ado, I would like to introduce to you and to our audience, uh, Master Chow Pong. Hello, Chow. Hey, good morning, Glenn. How are you? <laughs> hey, Christina. Hello, Chow. Thank you so much for honoring our community here and being with us today. Well, it's my pleasure. I know Glenn for a long time, so it's really, uh, I'm really glad I can uh, do this program. Yeah, every time Chow and I get together, it's our own program. So it's, it's always <laughs> interesting for me. I'm always learning many great things. Um, we're going to make this very interesting today. All questions that come in, Christina will ask in Chinese, and Chow will answer in Chinese. Uh, yeah. <laughs> two different dialects. I love it. <laughs> two, different, two different dialects. And if there's any problem, I will interpret. <laughs> we'll have to feel our way through with energy. <laughs> that is correct. So, Chow, let's, let's just let uh, our viewers uh, get an idea of who you are, where you came from. Uh, give us a little bit of your journey and how you got to where you are today. Um, well, um, and I was born uh, in Taiwan, uh, both my parents from China, and uh, about 13, I came to America. And um, like all young boys, you know, hear people read those, um, you know, <laughs> the cartoon while comic strip about Superman stuff like that. So in in, in China they have all those super uh hero stories, martial artists, so I'm I'm very into that kind of uh book as well. But uh, never able to study till come to America because back there, you know, you had to study hard. <laughs> but America, we can actually enjoy life a little bit. So Wait I got enlightened when I come to America. I don't have to study hard to get an A. So, uh, so now I can have fun. But um, but but basically, you know, goes goes to school normally. Um, uh, martial art, like you know, at that time this uh, this before Bruce Lee, so I got into judo to start because that's like what I can find. And in college, I do some Western fencing and same time get a degree in physics. Um, then I tried to get a job, you know, got so I got a master degree in uh, scientific instrumentation part of physics. So um, start a company with a couple guys. We do a scientific instrumentations. Uh, basically, we measure a variety of signals, and later I even got work with uh, National Institute of Health, provide some instrumentation for them. And um, now I was just working too hard. It's a small company, only twenty people, and uh, you know at that time I relied on Tai Chi. And when I was starting, it was like um, I was in the middle twenties, um, and. That time, I got a lot of energy, I feel. You know, my hand gets hot. I can feel literally my beat, you know, the heartbeat in my fingertips and so on. But as I work harder and harder, uh, all of a sudden, my hands start turning ice cold. Uh, my eyes start to uh, <laughs> beat, and uh, I have three permanent frowns on my face. So, you know, because I know that... The, Based on all the symptoms, I have no chi left, no energy left. 
And um, I feel on that path, basically, you know, I just going to get a heart attack or die. So at that time, well, 39 quit. <laughs> Tell my parents that I got to go <laughs> and do something else. So uh, I think that that's the time when I met you, actually, because I was looking around for what else to do. And uh, martial art, I always think, you know, when I retire, you know, can make enough money, whatever, and I start doing the same. But uh, that time, because my physical health is so bad, so I'm looking at other stuff. So say, hey, maybe this martial art and Tai Chi I've been doing all my life, maybe, um, you know, start earlier. So I investigated in local healing community, and because a lot of the people do Tai Chi go for balance and so on. And that's how I make Glenn. And um, by that time, I finally decided, say, hey, I, why don't I spend some time to learn some deeper stuff? Because at that time, I already done 20 years, but I feel just, I know on the surface, I know they're masters that know the stuff real deep. Uh, so I went around, traveled the world, and seeking out masters. So um, I did find a herbalist in New York City, of all places. <laughs> and I studied with him for three years. Then I come back to Santa Barbara in 2004 and start teaching here locally. But in the meantime, I found another Tai Chi uh, master, uh, Master Liu from Wu Hao tradition. And this style is really difficult to find. We are very lucky to have him in America because uh, her daughter immigrated over. So he kind of, uh, his wife, decided to look after their grandkid in America. So I, I, I found him, I able to study with him over the last uh, five, six years. So, so but over this uh, time, you know, um, first, do some physical thing. Um, I had some, um, had to relearn how to gain energy back, so Tai Chi really helped. And so that's kind of my healing journey. And uh, I always tell Glenn, I'm kind of an accidental healer because unlike a lot of doctors, they, you know, ever since their childhood, they want to become doctor and study with your heart. I never really attracted to a healing profession. But through all those, uh, some of the physical crises I have and so on, I say, hey, you know, I had to learn how to heal myself. But once when you can heal yourself, it kind of can help others heal. So, so I, I always look at myself as an accidental healer. So, so this thing I practiced before was just for martial art, but now I say, hey, this practice actually is a, it's actually Tai Chi is a, a very good practice to help you heal. So, so here I am today with you guys talking about it. That's great. There's a lot of things that you brought up that I want to discuss, but I, I would like to. Uh, point out, I believe, that you do have some healers in your family that might have influenced you a little bit. Oh, my mother? Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's an anesthesia nurse. So, well, uh, she just put people to sleep. That's good. the pain, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know of anyone that would like to have an appendectomy without your mother. <laughs> putting us to sleep. Yeah. So now, uh, many, of the, many of those areas that I would love to get into maybe at another time, your time at NIH, your scientific studies and things like that, but I think uh, to stay on our program, you keep bringing up the word chi. And chi goes back in time thousands of years in the literature. Uh, I think chi has been something important to you as you said you recognized your chi and then you recognized the lack of it and then you're trying to build it up again so i think for all of us there have been many different uh definitions lots of people have tried to explain it i'd love to hear your explanation of the of chi what is it for all of us tell us Yes. Um, since i teach in Dao ed i had to explain it to people after many years i finally uh I think this is probably the easiest def- definition um, to describe what qi is. Because when I ask uh, in my class what you think qi is, I would just say energy or spirit or something. something. And it's all ambiguous in some sense because some people say, well, what does it really mean? Because certain people are more logical, they can figure out. And uh, so, um, so funny. What I did is, um, this is Chinese word for qi. 
Okay, pronounced Qi. And now, uh, currently it's Qi, used to call CHI, so those are exactly the same thing. And for Qi, in Chinese, literally it means air, air that we breathe. Okay, and so I started thinking about it. What is air? How do I explain air to somebody? So um, most people may not realize, but in the ancient world, when they look at this earth and sun and so on, before any invention of physics and chemistry, uh, they actually think of something in very simple terms. And back then, like the Greek, right, they only... To make out this whole world, there's only what four elements, which are fire, water, earth, and air. Right? Hopefully, okay. no response. Okay, good. <laughs> so, so those in Chinese also had the five elements. You know, they 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 broke down to additional stuff. The qi is a separate thing that we talk about. So, so. All ancient people, even Tibetan, recognize air as an element. So what now I start thinking, what is different between air and fire, earth, and water? Earth, obviously, is anything that's solid, right? That's earth. Okay. And water is a liquid form. Because you see water, so when anything is liquid form, it's called water. And fire, obviously, you can see, okay? It's not solid, but you can see and feel it. But what make air different from all the other elements? I'm going to guess that you can't see it. That's the most important aspect of qi. You cannot see it. But how do you know it exists if you cannot see it? Uh, feelings. When you, you blow, you know, when calm, you feel it. So, so basic air elements, the spot, the, the Really, it's about all the uh, thing they cannot, they can feel, but they cannot see. Is the air element? And mm. Chinese use qi, Greek use air, whatever. But but this describes this feeling. So really, qi is our emotions, how we feel. Because when you have a good day, feel good. Guess what? Your energy is good. When you have a hard day, hard working day, you feel low down, doesn't feel good. Yeah, of course your chi is low. <laughs> so to me, that's the simplest way to do chi, just how you feel. Wow. That's very interesting, I find, especially since so much of, uh, say, acupuncture uh, has to do with putting needles in meridians where chi is flowing, right? So let's go back. So to me, our ancient medicine, this is a big difference between ancient medicine and modern medicine. Um, ancient people again they don't have microscope they don't understand so people you got people come come into a healer say hey I don't feel good right mm -hmm. and there's no way to prove that it's a bacterial fungus infection or maybe it's, you know their the arteries clot so all they do is they try to get them something or say certain things uh, or tell them a story to make them feel better hmm. so all ancient medicine are chi medicine they had, they had no idea they really destroy all the bacteria in the person or not, <laughs> except broken <laughs> bones. So they can reset a bone. But other than that, most of them, you know, they can't always tell you how they feel. They're giving them feeding medicine, and they feel better. Mm -hmm. So all ancient medicine are qi medicine. Modern medicine, because they, they discovered those bacteria, whatever, and they said, okay, I can figure a way to try to get rid of those things for you. But modern medicine lack one thing now because afterward the patient says, I still don't feel good, right? Then the Western doctor says, hey, well, why don't go see a psychologist? <laughs> 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 but the truth is, how important is qi medicine? Is that if you're depressed, not happy, of course you're going to get sick. Right? Your body immune system is down when you're not happy. Immune system is not separate from your feelings. You're feeling con directly in control of that kind of stuff. So to me, is today's medicine, when they try to uh, measure qi, try to figure out what qi is, they can't. Because the feeling, how can you measure how happy somebody is? You can't. So, so to me, it's practice 
chi or energy is yeah how do we open our use our feelings to do a practice and that's what qigong is really that's a uh that's a great segue although i still have many questions on qi maybe we'll answer some more of that and it'll become even more apparent to us as we move through this we talk about tai chi you were involved in many martial arts and uh but we're today talking about tai chi and qigong seem to be somewhat similar can you tell us where they're common and where they're dissimilar or if they are at all okay so uh since today we're going to do some chinese right so this is tai chi maybe i can see that okay so ji and this is qigong so he knows a different word gong okay and qi so um what happened is Tai Chi, um, Tai actually means greater than, and Ji means limit. So Chinese say North Pole is Bei Ji, Bei is North, right? So Tai Chi is greater than limit. So the way I translate it is beyond limitations. That's what Tai Chi is a study of, how to go beyond your limitations set for yourself. Uh, Qigong right uh gong is like kung fu right so basically qigong is a qi practice so that's mm. how i look at different so so any qi practice that can make you feel better is qigong okay so qigong uh to me it's almost like yoga right the, although today people think yoga is kind of like a stretching type of exercise but the truth is, yoga, by original definition, yoga could be many, many things. You can do, you know, being good service or, you know, don't have to be stretching, right? Um, Qigong, same thing. You can chant, you know, you can do stretching type of exercises. You can do gentle motion like Tai Chi. <laughs> As long as you get this uh, an exercise to make you feel better, any, any kind of thing that you can do. Uh, I actually can't, you know, don't even have to be an exercise, could be meditation, right? So that's Qigong. So Qigong cover a wide variety of things. Could be spiritually related, religiously related, it's all part of Qigong. Uh, tai Chi, what happened is, in some sense, is this Qi practice with a more of a martial art intent. Um, but I think most people don't understand is um, today we live in a fairly safe world. Um, but back then, you know, the temple normally in the countryside, in the mountains, and there are bandits still everywhere. Uh, so people <laughs> need to protect their temples, right? So, so they say, hey, so I seen some of those uh, Taoist people, practice practitioners say, hey, since we had to. Um, do those exercises, why don't we add martial art content to part of exercise? So that's what Tai Chi came about. It's really is a, um, a martial art um, more based on this Qi practice, rather than straight a muscular and power practice. Hmm. I hope wow. <laughs> so you clearly know. <laughs> oh, that's, I have to say, that's amazing. Thank you so much for that, because I... I you know, the two of them have the similarities, but now that you have have sort of articulated each of them and defined them, it, it's so much easier in my mind to understand. Oh, Qigong's like yoga. <laughs> You're right. And the Tai Chi, I've always known it to be a, a martial arts form. So, oh, thank you so much. See, they practice Qigong, you had no idea what they're doing, really. Could be totally one to another, could be so different that you cannot even recognize them. Yeah, so anyway, good. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Because <laughs> uh, people, uh, they're very confused because all my students are like, what's different between Tai Chi and Qigong? You know, because they always think we move slowly, but, but the truth is, Qigong may not even have to be moving, could be still mm -hmm. called Qigong. Mm -hmm. so, because oh. when, uh, the the form of qigong that I had always heard of and always seen practice was more to do with the breath, more than the movement. So so it was like whether they be sitting or standing, it had to do with the breath work more than anything else to build the qi and healing through the breath. Yes, yeah. 
So when by breathing, normally when you're very stressful by breathing, you can calm that stress. See, again, make yourself feel better. So to me, that's what any chi practice is, just make you feel better somehow. Mm-hmm. Unstuck. So when you're stressful, you feel stuck, right? And the Chinese say angry. Angry in Chinese called sen qi. Sen word, right? Qi is, but sen, sen means creating, creating a lot of air. When you get angry, what happens? You go, <laughs> come out to here, right? When you come to your mouth, you go, ah! <laughs> you're angry. <laughs> so qi rising up. So it's creating a lot of air coming up. So, so, so again, just give you an idea what what the qi is. Chinese use a very fluent and fluidly talk about many many different things. But all they talk about is the sensation that you can feel but not seeing really. That's mm-hmm. what qigong practice is. So, so if you, you know like ah, you, when when you feel stressful, normally what happens? Your chest get tight. Chinese say this is qi rising. So if you practice ah, coming down, coming down, coming down, then all of a sudden you don't feel as tight. The body feel much more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Making sense? Mm. I'm feeling I more comfortable that, already. <laughs> I always believe that qigong, from the practice that I do in qigong, has more of a medical uh, idea behind it, where you're using minimal motion, but you're concentrating on moving the qi and the energy. Uh, for the almost specific purpose of healing, whereas, uh, and we'll get into this in a little while, Tai Chi has many purposes, uh, healing being one of them. Uh, at least that's the way I look at it. Yeah. So, um, so what happened is, um, with any simple idea, the, the way I look at it, so then, then people will try to find ways to make it more defined. So the meridian system, all the other systems come later. Because now I talk about general say, oh, your chest is tight when you when things come out stress, right? But people can say, oh, maybe it's due to, you know, you know, maybe your liver is not quite right. You know, that causes you to be, you know, not stressful and so on and so forth. So so the meridian system come afterwards. So I have to get more definition. So but I think this is just an evolution of what people do once have an idea and try to people try to break it apart, try to get into more and more detail and try to uh, trace the root cause. But Qigong Tai Chi we practice very, very, you know, uh, the level that is very, in very generality, but you really help all the little things too. Mm-hmm. How does it, um, how does Qi practice differ from uh, traditional exercises, weightlifting or uh, running or, Anything else that we might be doing in terms of exercise? We always talk about exercise being important as part of our lifestyle. So is Taiji considered an exercise or is it different than exercise? It is an exercise, uh, but different. So I put it this way, you know, because uh, I think a lot of Western medicine will, will, well, I shouldn't say today's thinking is body's a machine. Right, so you need to move the machine, exercise the machine, make the machine move. So we measure exercise in terms of uh, heart rate, aerobic activity, and all the other stuff. And and the, the things staff want me to do is so a lot of people want to lose weight or something. They go running, and when they're running, they're like, oh, oh, it's like they're gonna <laughs> die, <laughs> right? <laughs> so they and a lot of people exercise, they're not having fun. So yeah, they move their body, but their chi is bad. Mm-hmm. So so really, tai chi is just or qigong is an exercise to do with feelings. Why can you have feeling to it? Why feel make you feel good? Maybe it's dancing. You still move around, but at least you're smiling and happy. Mm-hmm. So why don't you do both physical and feeling exercise together? To that's me, a that's great what concept. I'm at. So that's what what tai chi is is. We, we focus on the feeling when we do it. The reason we do it so slowly is because when we do anything fast, uh, again, the chi rises, right? When you're in a hurry, the first thing is your chest gets a little tight. 
right? So that's why people run it. They say, ah, I got to brace myself. But why did the Tai Chi do it slowly so we can feel what's going on with our body? And my cause Chi to rise or can I relax my Chi, allow it to open out so it can flow? That's the reason Tai Chi is done in a very slow uh, fashion. Wuhao Tai Chi actually have a fast form, but normally you only do after you know several year practice where you can, in other words, uh, master your own chi. So when you do a fast, the chi doesn't rise, still feel open and spacious and feel good. So to me, uh, that's what I think today's exercise need to add this feeling as part of it, right? <laughs> just exercise, look at our body as a machine, just, you know, just, you know, by, by you know, you know, Tai, you know, I don't know best English word description. <laughs> to me, it's a lot of people exercise with too much put too much emotional stress on themselves when they're doing it. So it's not necessary. That's amazing. So, so now, um, I you had shared with us right before we had started that there are different forms of Tai Chi. Can you explain those forms to us? Um. Tai Chi, although people can trace back, uh, the current tracing back only about 250 years or so. Before that, it's kind of lost. Although people, although some, a lot of Qi exercise before, so but the current form is uh, 250 years ago. So um, uh, the most popular, popular form in, um, in America today is Yang style, because the Yang family bring it out of or the village first, and a lot of people practice it. And uh, Yang actually went to Chen village study, so Chen style is kind of big now. The figures, if Yang learned from Chen, Chen <laughs> is the original style. <laughs> and um, but uh, not necessarily so because remember, it's an exercise with feeling. So depending on the practitioner. You can make it more martial or more physical practice or more chi practice. We on your self attainment of it. So anyway, so Chen Village passed on to the Yang, and the Yang teach another guy named Wu. So Yang and Wu style are very similar. And same time, um, in the in the in the village uh, where the Yang live, this guy then uh, Wu. Different than other Wu, okay? And uh, <laughs> he, uh, they are friends, so they're trading information. Later on, he tried to study, tried to study with his teacher, but his teacher was too old. Yang's teacher, he found another person. And this person's Wu, and uh, later on, uh, he passed on to Hao, so called Wu Hao style. And Hao also passed to another person in Sun, so there's Sun style. So the current are the five main style, the Chen style, Yang style, Wu style, which that's one branch, and the other was uh, Wu Hao style and Sun style so is another branch. But uh, the only difference is uh, Chen style down with a so-called large frame. They have real big, wide stands. Uh, Yang style, probably medium stands. And uh, Wu Hao and Sun style, we do very small stands. It's almost When we do Tai Chi, it's almost like we're walking. We don't take big steps. It doesn't look martial at all. <laughs> but the reason we do that is it's the best for chi development. The lower you put your stand, the more muscle you have to use. When you when your muscles tie, your chi doesn't really flow as well. Mm-hmm. So um, do you guys want to exercise? <laughs> I can show you <laughs> you want to try an exercise. That would be fun. Yeah. Is that okay with you, uh, Dr. Woolman? Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's just okay. Remember that this is going to be in the universe for the rest of time. <laughs> no pressure. So, uh, so one thing I, I try to tell people is um, yoga and all the spiritual practice about opening the heart, right? So it's hard to explain to people how to open the heart. Um, so I have this exercise for people to teach people how to open the heart so they can see how they relate to qi, okay? So if you sit centered, don't lean back, okay, or anything, and feel your heart area, right? So if you um, imagine you're a little sad and feel what happened to your chest, and then 
try to imagine something or someone make you happy and feel what happened in the center of your chest. A little sad, what happens? Happy. Can you guys feel the difference? What happens when you're sad? Feeling sad. Oh, everything Christine, caves. I'm going to let you take these. Oh, these are wonderful. Um, everything caves in. Pulls in, right? Yes. When you're happy, opens out, right? Yes, yes. So, so what happened is, let's try this exercise, okay? So in the beginning, you can use feeling to control this physical sensation, okay? It's on the skin almost, or something even deeper inside. So a little sad, a little happy. Now, after a few practice, you can don't use emotion anymore. You can just use intention. You can have a close in. Open up. Close in. Open out. So next time you open out, I want to see if you can open all the way out to the end of your shoulders. And what I like you to do is be sure you don't pinch your shoulders. Keep your shoulder open so that she can pass through that gate. And from the shoulder, come back to the center. And propagate down to the elbows. From the elbow back to the shoulder. Gentle smile again from shoulder down to the elbow. And see if you can continue that smile, open out to the wrist. Again, keep your hand open. Don't want the whole fist or anything. And come back to the shoulder. Don't need to go all the way back to the center and from the shoulder. Feel something gently traveling down past the elbow, wrist, and down to your hand. Feel every single joint will seem to open up a little bit. Back and open. Center. Okay, good. Can you feel that, Christina? Oh, absolutely. What was really interesting is I found that the uh, when you were saying sad and happy, the sad came on the exhale and the happy came on the inhale. That's mm -hmm. something that I really noticed that was really strong. Like my body opened up with the inhale and the breath coming into my body. Um, so what happened is uh, right now, because you, you, you probably done a lot of breath work, so when you take a deeper breath, physically your body opens up. Mm -hmm. When you exhale, the, this, but with uh, true chi work, it's not really based on breath. Mm -hmm. uh, my master say if you base your chi work on breath, you'll be limited by breathing. Because I can open, I, I can take three or four breaths, doesn't mean that I can stop opening. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, but anyway, the chi the, the type of words, not really breath related, uh, it's, it's just more skin sensation, mm -hmm. more feelings kinesthetically. But if you can feel it open out to your finger, right? So, another way I think about what people are doing is uh, if you put your arm, like you're hugging somebody in front of you and just open the heart and gently go for like going to hug someone that you really like. That's my favorite, right, Glenn? Right, so, hugging. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, you can feel true. some energy gently travel down all the way to your fingertips as you gently reach out. Can you feel that? Oh, yes. So opening the heart is about opening sideways. Well, Western people, because they're more forward, uh, when you imagine people with uh, open heart, what happened to their chest? Most people stick the chest out. Yes. So when you stick your chest out, guess what? It's not open. Mm. It's forcing outward. <laughs> she gets stuck. <laughs> but here, she can move down the arm. But when you do this, she cannot move down the arm. You get stuck. So, so to me, it's, this is how you open heart. It's nice, soft, gentle surrounding, so you can go down the power gate. Mm -hmm. so, so let's go back to, um, to uh, muscle, okay? So now, if you hold a fist, you just one side, both sides, okay? Okay, hold a tight fist. Try to do the same exercise, opening your heart. Can you open it? 
with a lot of concentration, yeah. <laughs> right, very difficult, right? You feel this is stuck. All of a sudden, this will not open and close. Even when you s- smile, seem a little sad, doesn't really work. So what happens when the muscles tense, you cannot feel travel of energy. So that's why Wuhao Tai Chi practice a very small frame. A larger and larger frame, you got to use more and more muscle. The more muscle you use, guess what? Less qi flow. So, so that's what you know, Tai Chi would develop this exercise gentle and small motion. We don't need to make big motions because we want to feel this opening expansiveness of the energy from the center emulate out to our limbs. So when we practice, that's what happens. Mm. So from the to... body going up. So anyway, I can tell this all day, <laughs> but, but <laughs> just give you a taste of this uh, feeling because we do uh, every move we make is done through a particular way how the body should feel. And the feel, the most important thing, not get stuck. Okay, that's because when you tense out, you get stuck. Second thing is uh, if you collapse. In other words, if you go, ah, we're tired, right? <laughs> then you're trying to open. doesn't work either. So, so you got to go stay where you're not tense, but you're not collapsed. And that's the chi state that we're going after. Mm. I have to tell you, Chow, uh, as an emergency physician, I look at opening the heart completely different than you do. <laughs> uh, I have a completely different way of doing it, but we use a scalpel. So you're, yeah, you're seem- way. There's no right way, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, yours definitely seems much more gentle, and <laughs> we would need your mother there to uh, make sure that people had good feelings. Uh, when when we do it my way, doing your way is a lot easier. <laughs> Chow, thank you for that. That was uh, really very nice. Oh yes. I want to I want to get into a little bit of the health aspects of. Uh, tai Chi. There's a lot of uh, science coming out now. A lot of hospitals and a lot of big centers are doing research. A lot of journals are coming out with uh, benefits of Tai Chi, uh, including boosting the immune system, uh, helping with arthritic patients, helping with people that are hypertensive, uh, sleep disorders. <clears throat> Uh, heart disease, even even cancer, and a number of neuro, neurological disorders. Where, uh, and I will say though that it's very important uh, from the medical point of view that in the cases that people are studying now in the journals that are saying that Tai Chi has all these beneficial effects, it's still in conjunction with doing uh, the programs that you're doing with your Western medicine. So it's in conjunction with or combinations with. But I wanted to know, Chow, in your uh, teaching, when you're teaching people, I'm sure that many of them have ailments of kinds that come to see you. How do you work with them and how do you see healings and do they give you input in terms of why and how Tai Chi is good for healing? Uh, I have a lot of people with balance issue or with variety of you know, body pains, so you get older, you get lower back, and so on and so forth. Um, again, I'm an accidental healer because I enjoy teaching Tai Chi. And now some people come, oh, I feel much better now. This better. So how does Qi medicine work? Uh, I want to put it this way, because when we practice this exercise, when you feel open, when the muscle not that tight, you can literally feel something go down your arm. Uh, Christina, do you how much you get hot and warm? Oh, yes. Right. So really what that means is your circulation better. Mm-hmm. When the circulation better get warm, it's not really somehow chi make you feel warm. You know, that's medically you can understand. So I always tell people, uh, especially uh, most people, you know, grow plants because I'm a gardener now. So, so that's way I like to explain it. If you put a plant there, if you don't get proper another water with nutrients or sunshine, what happened to the plant? It begins to shrivel up and die. Yeah, shrivel up and die. Right, sometimes get disfigured, right? Depending on how bad it is, right? So human beings are the same thing. We have a DNA. We want to replicate properly, right? 
But to replicate properly, to grow, to keep healthy, we need to give proper nutrients to all the cells. So what guess why your circulatory system must be working okay and all that kind of stuff. So when you stress out, when you're tight, what happens? Mm-hmm. The circulation system, that's why when the muscle's tight, the chi doesn't go down, the hand get ice cold. <laughs> There's no circulation. So the body no longer re- replicates itself properly. And in the plant, we can see it. Sometimes they will go distorted and all that sort of stuff. To me, a lot of um, not, not the illness, like those arthritis, cancer, there's no known cause uh, because there's no bacteria or fungus that really can say, okay, that specific thing causes you to get sick. So all the fibromyalgic, all that kind of stuff. It's really what happened is, um, Chinese say, in something in my way, I look at that qi disease because we cannot let go our straight law body um, operate in a spacious, open, comfortable manner, cause the circulation to flow. So when the body not able to get all the proper nutrients, it start to exp- the DNA can express in many many different ways. So it's not expressing a way that cause certain disease to happen. Does that make sense, Glenn? To you? Uh, yes, I'm. When you're saying that, I certainly I try to move over from a Western point to a Chinese point of view. Uh, we we do have some causes of different things, but you're right. Uh, emotional things can can trigger things that change in our neurohumoral system, etc. But uh, I do agree, as I said, at least in my mind, that the combination uh, of of doing something like this, working with the chi, working with emotions, calming the body, and sending good, improving circulation, clearly all of these things are necessary for any kind of a healing. If you take an antibiotic, that antibiotic has to get to uh, a place where the bacteria are are forming. So by improving circulation and also having a better attitude and uh, being more calm, it allows cells to function uh, more appropriately in terms of doing what they need to do, be it a regenerating or healing. So, yes, I do agree with that. So, but I, I did have I did have one question though. As you were saying that, I was uh, wondering when you're saying you feel the chi move through the arm and down to the fingertips, and we also talk about the chi being emotion. So, uh, how do you reconcile those two things? Is it an emotional thing moving down to the fingertips, or an energetic process, or a combination of things? So, what happened is um, the chi practice. Uh, so, what happened when you're in a good chi state? Okay, so so in Tai Chi, uh, we call the song. Song means relax. But the but the problem is that the wisdom we understand song is collab because when people say relax, you go like this, right? Have a margarita in your hands or something. <laughs> so, uh, but we look at differently. We look, we think of song is like a, a funny kind of. This is the right word, spaciousness. In other words, if you stand in, imagine standing in the open vista, three sixty open out around you. What happened? How do you feel? Pretty good. And yeah, like, like like space even behind your head opening up. There's no space climbing down your back of your shoulders, clamping down. Everything just soft, open, spacious, right? Your skin softens. Your pore feels open. So feel like you can really breathe with your skin, and your body again will warm up quickly, easily. But if you, in the opposite case, if you imagine yourself in the closet, what happens? Everything shut down close around you, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel shriveled. <laughs> so what we just did, we, we talked about this opening, is we actually literally is one way to imagine how can you extend, open up space around you. So in the beginning, although we can talk about this chi exercise, is more feeling related, but uh, put it this way, okay? There's three aspects of it. 
Oh, we don't have much time left. <laughs> but, give, us a, give us two uh, of the three aspects. different forms of qi, okay? Chinese called the sweet treasure, jing, qi, sen, okay? Jing is the uh, physical aspect, emotion aspect, and spirit aspect. All those three things kind of control how spaciously we feel, how comfortable we are. Okay, so the physical, obviously, you know, like new nu- nutrition that you have, you know, if you, because mm-hmm. uh, this gene, this word on here, this word means rice, and this means blue sky. When you eat, have proper nutrients, stuff like that, body, you know, it's good. You feel like clear blue sky. Okay, that's what gene is. <laughs> mm. And uh, so, partially had to do with your, you know, physical health. You have a broken bone, of course. And qi is the emotional health we talk about. But qi, look at it. They, this word here and this, they're almost exactly the same. Or one's longer, one's shorter, right? But that's also rice. Hmm. In other words, when you're hungry, guess what? You're not going to feel good. <laughs> so right. physical and emotional are, are related somehow, right? So... So, so Tai Chi is a Taoist, is more earthy science. So, so they say, hey, how do you uh, get enlightened or get better with your life? Is first they say you got to transmute Jing to Qi. In other words, you have a good physical health. Then you can work on because if you're physically not healthy, it's hard to get emotionally healthy. But uh, once you're physically healthy, then you can work on emotion. If you're emotionally healthy. Then we talk about sin, the spirit. And sin is also kind of difficult to talk about. What is a spirit? But, but I tell people, you know, how do you tell people a good spirit? And Chan said you can tell people's spirit by looking into their eyes. So what is, what, you know, what people you can think of have good spirit, like Dalai Lama, right? When looking into his eyes, what do you see? I see calmness and happiness and spaciousness. You can see clarity, right? So when people have like five or six singing in their mind, can see their eye, they are cloudy, right? Mm-hmm. So, so spirit is really about clarity. When, when your hair is clear about what you need to do, what your purpose are, that's clarity. So Chani begin a transmission of physical to qi. So if you get physical healthy, you get emotionally healthy, then hopefully you can clear your head. <laughs> then, then you can, you know, be express true essence, expressing yourself, becoming enlightened. But uh, I would so 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 when we talk about the chi aspect, Chinese, they, they, this is the physical chi, the emotional chi, and the spirit chi. So, okay. so also, also you need to kind of work. So I got it. <laughs> all right, I got it. Child, there. There are many styles that we spoke about of Tai Chi, and people that are listening to our program uh, realizing that it might be good for health, uh, they have to make decisions about how to find a Tai Chi teacher or what style to choose. The first thing I would say to people, if you're not sure of of what style or if you're interested, that uh, Chao Pang has a DVD that is just beautiful. It's called Tai Chi stillness through motion. And I would recommend to people that if you're interested in Tai Chi and you want to learn more about it, uh, either in choosing how to find somebody or to just do something at home, uh, look at this video. It's just beautiful to watch, easy to understand, and it shows you the when you watch uh, Chao Pang do the forms as he teaches you and explains things. It's so graceful and beautiful. That even if you just sit and watch, uh, it it's very relaxing and probably improves your chi and your emotions and your feelings. Uh, did you want to add anything to that, or in suggesting to people how they might choose uh, Tai Chi or how to find a class? Um, so let me mention about since this topic is chi, right? So you go for a teacher that you feel comfortable with. I think that's the most important. You know, certain, you know, if it doesn't feel right, 
then there's no chi. <laughs> so, so, so I think that that probably is the easier. You can look at their credential. They may have you know study with many many master, but if you go in there, it doesn't feel right. Somehow you know, then just don't do it. You know, but if you hang out with someone, maybe he may not be a master, but you feel comfortable, relax, and feel spacious around this person, then he's the right person to study with. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's a great way of putting it. We're talking with Chao Peng, Master Chao Peng, a uh, uh, teacher and student himself of Tai Chi and the martial arts. And like all of our other guests, we ask for a special health tip. Most of the people are usually in some form of Western medicine, but uh, I think uh, I'm hoping that we have something very interesting from you today, Chao. Do you have a health tip for us? Um. You know, since uh, I think this whole program we've been talking about it is really just about how you feel. So every day, spend some time. Could be a place, could be a music, could be poetry. Something, do something that make you feel good. <laughs> Feeling good, it you know, to me the the, the sad part is most of us feel like I had to. In order to feel good, we had to do something. It's almost a reward. Like if we work hard, we make money, we'll be happy. <laughs> and I think that people got totally reverse. Why don't you start feeling good first? Do something that makes you feel good. Then do some. Then go and do the stuff you need to do. Instead of wait till the end. The problem is when you wait till the end, you never find time to be happy. So start now. <laughs> Dedicate you know, 10 minutes, 20 minutes of your day to something that may you feel comfortable, may you feel spacious, may you feel loved. That's really what, what Qi medicine is all about. So that's for the day. <laughs> you know, I always look forward to the health tips from people, and every time as I'm listening, I just feel so good. And and today, it just went right along with the show. As you were talking about it, I was feeling myself expanding and feeling better and better. So thank you, <laughs> thank you for that wonderful health tip. Uh, is there anything else you would like to mention before uh, we close today's show? Mm, no, I don't have anything else. I mean, I really, uh, it's a pleasure uh, to talk on uh, this show with you, Glenn and Christine. Christina, you made me feel welcome, and I really enjoy sharing uh, what I had to, what I had learned with everyone, and that's really my goal in my life mm. to share what I learned. So I really enjoy it. Thank you. Mm. I'm grateful to our special guest. Uh, Master Chao Peng for sharing his wisdom and expertise with us. I would like to thank all of my healers and all of my teachers who have allowed me to go on my journey. And I want to thank all of you for joining us today and look forward to seeing each of you next week as we travel through another quadrant of the healthcare galaxy. And until that time, I would like to thank you, Chao. Uh, We really appreciate it. Thank you, Christina. And I wish all of you optimal health. <laughs> and thank you, Dr. Glenn Woolman. And of course, uh, Master Chao Pang, thank you for leading us through such a wonderful experience. And uh, we look forward to having you back soon. <laughs> I would like to thank each and every one of you for joining us on this new platform of education and information. We are grateful for your continuous support and look forward to hearing your feedback on how we can serve you better. We invite you to join us live every Tuesday for Magical Medical Tour at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1.30 Eastern Time, Wednesday for Trinity of Life at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, followed every other week with Flowing into Awareness with Anatara. If you would like to contact Dr. Glenn Woolman, Uh, You can do so at myyogahub.com forward slash gwoolman or follow him on Twitter at Glenn Woolman and of course through his own site, glennwoolman.com, where you can learn about his metaphor square breath. Until we meet again, namaste. Namaste.